0: You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and the interview subject I have coming up for you is Jamison from the Canadian outfit Arrival of Autumn. The reason for the conversation is to promote the band's brand new album which was released on the 29th of March 2019. It is called Harbinger. If you want to check out the band, I believe they've got a pretty good Facebook page. And if you want to check me out, go to my Facebook page, which is of course Scars and Guitars. And I also put a heap of content up on the AlistOnline.net. Here we go. Hello, mate. How's the uh, Aussie phone has been treating you? What's that? The, uh, the Aussie phoners, the phoner grind I call them, mate. You know, the phone calls with the Australian media contingent, mate. Are we, are we treating you well? Are we giving you a good uh, – are we having some good conversations with you?
1: Honestly, uh, you're my first call from down under, so uh, – Oh,
0: shit. Really? Yeah,
1: wow. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go. And –
1: uh, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know I'd be uh, having the pleasure of uh, speaking to someone from uh, the Southern Hemisphere today. So that's awesome.
0: Oh sweet, okay, righty Well, mate, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to impress it. The pressure's on. The pressure's right <laughs> on me, isn't it? <laughs> Hell
1: yeah, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> cool, mate. Well, well, look to start with, uh, congratulations on this album, Harbinger. Okay, um, you know I get a lot of new releases. I don't know how many new releases I get a week, but it'd be over ten. So you can imagine what that multiplies out over a year. And um, one of the most um, commanding things that I feel about the album, okay, yes, it's, well, I feel it's metalcore imbued with heavy lashings of death metal, but one of the things that I've been talking to a lot of bands, particularly bands that are starting out with, is make sure it sounds good. And yours is probably the best sounding album that I've heard all year. And that's a massive compliment as far as I'm concerned, because... I mean, look, a lot of people can't afford Dr. Dre's beats headphones, and um most of us listen to music through iPhone speakers and really shitty cast or stereo system, you know that sort of thing and I can tell you, mate, it even sounds good through an Apple MacBook air speakers, and that's some some accomplishment, so well done for all of that
1: God damn thanks man that that means a lot, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you clearly worked very hard on it, okay? That's what I can hear, too. It's not one of those things where you've uh, where you've uh, sort of cobbled it together and uh, you've got great songs, sure, but the oral quality. It's just so important these days, mate. It actually is the, the extra band member, the sound. It really is. We joke about these things with producers and managers and all the rest of it, but as far as the fans are concerned, they don't know about any of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. All they know is what they're listening to. And uh yeah, man, so the way it sounds, however you've done it, man, just keep doing it.
1: God damn, yeah. Great to hear, man. We definitely will. And yeah, like I mean even you know, vocally I wanted to put in as much as I could and like the guitar players spent like a week with Jay, mm. uh trying out different amps, cab combos, pickup combos, different like in, in the guitars and different guitar setups and they they worked so hard getting that tone it was crazy
0: Hmm. yeah you can hear it you can hear it mate and and i'm a bass player right so like it's probably the first death death metal backslash metalcore release that i've heard in years where i can really properly hear the bass guitar nice yeah especially
1: on tracks like end of existence he's got that just soaring riff uh during the verses and oh it's just so good yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's look. It's I, I love I love a lot of old school bands. I'm in my forties, okay. So, yeah, one of the greatest death metal, uh, one of the greatest bass players ever. Forget about in death metal is Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse. But guess what? You can yeah. never bloody hear him. And I, I've never understood that with those guys. You know, this is not a criticism. It sounds like it will be, but it's not meant to come across that way. Um, I, I don't understand how they got one of the greatest bass players in rock and roll. And he's inaudible except for when you go and watch them live, and even then, when you watch them live, you've got to be standing in certain positions. So I'm sure he sounds fabulous on stage, but yeah, it's it's important to me as a bass guitarist that the bass does um, have some oral clarity in the mix, and and also too has some interesting lines to play, which your bassist clearly does.
1: Yeah, super creative guy. Uh, all the yeah, I mean, all of us have our our. Uh, little, you know, sparks of creativity that, we, that we've that we added to the album. And, yeah, Kevin, uh, our bass player, is just fantastic. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so w- who would you describe as the band's collective influences then? Because I've already alluded to the fact that I think it's a bit of a cross between a metalcore and a deathcore release. So would you, would you agree with that classification, and can you talk a little bit more about who you've been inspired by?
1: Yeah, that's basically what I've been telling people is we're like, if uh, the Black Dahlia murder and Bullet for my Valentine had a baby. Um, Mm, yeah. Guitar players are definitely heavily influenced by bands like death. And, uh, I myself, um, heavily influenced by Metallica even. So like the thrashier side of that old school stuff and truly, I mean, yeah, Bullet, Killswitch, Engage, Trivium, all that remains, Mm. you know, in the, uh, early mid two thousands, that was, that was life changing for myself. And, uh, and uh, a couple other guys in the band. So we definitely wanted to keep them, the melodic, big choruses, but still be able to just, you know, melt your face with our thrashy sections as well.
0: Mm, mm. You mentioned Trivium in there. Did You, uh, you got into them in the mid-2000s, of, from what you're saying there, and uh, which of their albums did you, did you enter, did you, if you like? So did you get into them through the Crusade or Ascendancy, or where did you start with those guys?
1: I was actually a little late to the game with Trivium. Uh, it was in waves. What was that? Twenty
0: twelve? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Year about then. Yeah. Eleven or twelve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah no. I was. Uh, for me, it was. It was definitely more Bullet for My Valentine and The Fall of Ideals. All that remains. Amazing record.
0: Ah uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting just to go back to the Trivium thing. So, I, I, my own view is that they haven't released what I considered a, a, a solid album since Shogun. And I thought they were going to take the metal world by storm, but it sort of, they just stopped. And, uh, you know, as I say, my own take is is that their stuff did sort of, uh, they didn't build on the success, if you like, that they created around Shogun. And I I got in waves and um, it just sounded too straight ahead for my my tastes, if you like, whereas there was always a, a searing progressive element to their stuff, a bit like you've mentioned death in there already, a bit like the way death could never be just, you know... Smack Bang categorised as a death metal band. There's always lots of other things going on there, but I just sort of feel as though um, Matt and the guys, probably due to the fact that they had issues with drummers maybe. I've often postulated that might have been the case with those guys, that uh, drummers are so important, as I'm sure you will agree, and if you've got consistency in the uh, behind you there and the drums, mate, you tend to produce more consistent albums, I've found.
1: Yeah, I mean, they... Yeah, that drummer thing for them. I mean, I think they've got their guy now. He slayed it on the new album, uh, which I think is their best album since uh, Shogun. I would wow. say. Okay. Uh, yep. Definitely enjoyed their new one, and yeah, you know they a couple bumps in the road, and the drummer thing is definitely I, it's it's been a thing for them. But uh, no, I think they're uh, I think they're really. Uh, they're one push away from, from the top. I think right now the the numbers don't lie, and those guys are killing it. Wow, okay. uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Do you,
0: have you got access to some of the sounds? Not it's not SoundScan, is it? Tour, the tour data and all the rest of it. Have you do, you? do you guys get that as bands? You know, to tell you guys where you're at traveling compared to the rest of the bands.
1: No, not not so much. Uh, but I mean, I guess I've just kind of. Uh, kept a finger on the pulse of their career for a few years now and Hmm. uh, you know you could see oh now they're now they're supporting bands like five finger asking Alexandria that was like 2013-14 yeah yeah uh, when Vengeance Falls didn't do so good Um, and then now they are selling out headliners across North America for uh, you know two months straight Hmm. and their record is still uh being talked about over a year after its release so I, I think they made the right choice and uh really they they found their real
0: uh yeah they're their, back their on track
1: sound i think yeah yeah, yeah they're yeah. totally back on track yeah back they know track. how much heavy they need to deliver uh in order to interest their entire fan base
0: Mm. Yeah. Good observations, mate. Now, now, just back to you guys. One of the curious things I noticed was, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you've got a partnership there with Nuclear Blast because, you know, you've got that global reach. Of course, you're talking to me down here in Australia and you're in the far north there in Canada, I believe. And, uh, but I actually thought the, the label that you guys would be um, appropriate for with those guys was uh, Sharptone, one of their subsidiaries. So was there any conversations about you guys joining Sharptone instead of just going to the parent company?
1: Uh, Honestly, no, that wasn't uh, really brought up at all. Uh, When we got contacted, it was uh, directly from uh, Monty Connor, Uh, and he is running uh, Nuclear Blast Entertainment, which is the U.S. division. So it just kind of happened the way it did, and we didn't think twice about it. We were like, damn, this is beyond anything we ever uh, thought we would achieve, so let's go for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think it's quite an accomplishment, mate. I I say this, I was talking to the fellow from Enforcer, Olof, a couple of nights ago. And, uh, mate, just to have a career playing heavy metal, it's like a a one-in-a-million shot, isn't it? And then to be associated with such a wonderful label like Nuclear Blast Man, it's probably one in two million. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many men strive for it, and you've done it.
1: Yeah, we definitely... You know, when we were discussing it, when it was going down, we were like relating it to winning the lottery, and
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh, but still remembering the the years of work that we've put into this band already, and uh, and being ready for the opportunity when it was presented to us. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was just crazy, but we were ready for it, and uh, the timing is perfect, I feel.
0: Mm. I know, that's a that's a really interesting point you just raised there. You know, a lot of people think uh, from the outside, they might think a band like yourselves, um, oh, you know, you're just lucky, you know, you got a development deal or whatever. It's all bullshit. You know, you guys were together. You had, your, you had everything in order. So when someone like Monty or representatives from a serious record company like Nuclear Blast Approach, you're like, yeah, we're good to go. We're ready to go right now, actually. And people don't understand that who, who hang around on the periphery, I think, of, of the music industry. It's It's interesting for us down here in Australia because, John, who set up the phone call for us, Um, John is actually the guy at the centre of Nuclear Blast Australia. So there's a division that's just been launched down here. So, mate, I imagine he's just going to be absolutely punished with a lot of aspiring musicians and artists that go, come on, sign me, sign me. But, man, you know, they've got to have their shit together like what Arrival of Autumn have got their shit together, you know, Um, and be ready to go, you know, ready to go on tour and support it and also be able to get along as band members too.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really rare uh, situation just in that. I mean, me and the guys have been friends all our, you know, like from teenage to where we are in adulthood now, like for over a decade with a couple of us, uh, we've been friends playing music. And yeah, at this point now, being in career mode with it, it's like the bond has never been stronger and we're, we're feeling like, you know, a real, a a real team ready to go Hmm,
0: hmm. what about uh australia have you have you had much interaction with fans from down here over social media uh
1: not personally no uh i maybe maybe i came across a comment but uh no still very new to uh the entire scene down there the
0: whole thing yeah well we'll we'll work to change that because if it's okay with you man i'm going to release this as part of my podcast series Oh, for sure. You know, so um, the ironic thing for me, mate, is that most of my audience—well, uh, when I say most, the country where most of my listeners come from, almost half, is the United States. So, hopefully, uh, <laughs> we can make a bit of a uh, difference for you over there as well through the conversation. Awesome, yeah. You know, what about um, touring? Have uh, you know management, and have you guys got ideals on a uh, on a fairly lengthy tour to support this this album?
1: Yeah, we're. Uh... Pretty much buttoning up uh, a really nice run for uh, the end of summer here.
0: Mm, Okay. And you're going North America or just Canada? North America. Sweet. Who are you going out with?
1: I can't say anything like that uh, (laughs) right now. All
0: right. Okay. Super secret. No, (laughs) Uh, good. And then
1: uh, hopefully hitting Europe. Uh, within the next year as well.
0: Oh, yeah, you guys up. should be uh, all over the festivals over there. Surely you've got some festival bookings. I know you probably can't talk about them, but have you have you got your irons and festivals over there?
1: I mean, there's the big ones that I've wanted to play my whole life, like Download and uh, what is it, Sonic Boom. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I I would love to do the festival circuit there. I'd love to do the, you know, I'd, I'd like to get into the book bar scene of all these amazing european cities that yes, yeah you know i've been hearing about and seeing and it's time to go do it you know
0: hmm.
1: um i want to get into like the real metal scene of these cities you know i oh, think that'd awesome. be i think that'd be a lot of fun
0: yeah. Hey, one fella, I've just thought of it. One fella to maybe look up is he's, um, he's a member of the band Sink the Ship at Colton Ullery. Um They had a really good album out last year, actually, and it's different to what you guys do. It's a bit more melodic. Um, I think pundits online call it easy core i don't even know what that means to be honest with you but uh, <laughs> you probably know better than i do what it means but um if you ever he, they're on sharp tones, so the, the start again the subsidiary to nuclear blast if ever there's an opportunity for you guys to chat mate do so because i think you guys will find there's a lot in, you have a lot in common musically and it might be a good musical partnership for a tour
1: oh nice Sink the ship.
0: Sink the ship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not nice. they're stable mates, effectively of you guys. But I think yeah. I like I like, especially with new bands, I think it's really important to put on a really good package tour that gives you uh, a lot of exposure, like broader exposure, if you like. So the two fan bases come together, and I think there's you'd find that musically you guys have got a lot in common. Um, another, I'm a big fan too of of. Um, introducing say older bands like fifth angel who were on uh, nuclear blast with a, a younger band like you guys there too because it's you know there's all of these um legacy tour packages if you like where the bands that have been around for sort of 30 and 40 years get together but i think it should be mixed up a bit more you know what i mean
1: yeah definitely it's like the uh slayer tour has been keeping lamb and god and behemoth on for like the entire time and it's yeah. like wow this is really sick but like they were on the tour last time you came to Edmonton for example like why didn't you switch it up I love seeing Lama God and Behemoth but like yeah there's a lot of bands
0: oh there's heaps of bands yeah there's heaps of bands out there yeah I oh, know I noticed that actually down here we had um they just played down here actually uh Slayer and they had Behemoth and Anthrax Anthrax were the, oh that's uh, pretty good yeah nice yeah it wasn't too bad I, like, I've, I've seen Anthrax a few times so I didn't and Slayer a few times as well so I didn't actually go and see the farewell tour um just just for economy's sake, to be honest with you, more so than anything, because I've got kids and it's so hard for me to get out these days. Oh, for you know, sure. So. But, mate, i better let you get to the next one. Um, there's heaps of questions I'd love to ask you, but uh, such as the nature of the phone calls, mate, you know, you've no doubt got somebody else calling through soon. So, mate, uh, like I said in the introduction, I really hope you guys, you know, succeed here with this one here, because it's a tremendous release harbinger and thanks um on, and i've I've watched your youtube videos too that nuclear blaster have set up You're articulate guys man and just good luck with everything and i really hope everything works out
1: thanks man yeah we'll uh we'll be down there soon enough i think and we'll keep uh we'll keep the metal alive
0: absolutely brother no worries awesome all right mate take it easy thanks for the chat yeah good chatting man you have a good one no worries mate okay catch ya You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for The A-List Online. My name is Andrew Mackay smith and that interview subject was Jamison Friesen from the Canadian outfit Arrival of Autumn. Thank you so much for listening.